Welcome to Gymnet, a podcast about knitting, spinning, dyeing, and other crafts in Mid-America. Hi, I'm Sherry. And I'm Tamara. Thank you for listening. We're recording a swatch episode today, and the episode is Tiny Circular Knitting Needles. Hey, Tamara, how are you doing? I'm okay. How about you? Yeah, me too. Good. All right. Are you working on anything right now? I am. I am. I just cast on another hot chocolate hat. <laughs> but I have, I have decided I am not on a knitting jag here. I, I love this pattern and I love this hat, but it really hasn't got all that much love from knitters so far. And I've decided uh-huh. part of the reason is the pictures that are up with it aren't great and it needs more, it needs more exposure. So part of what I'm doing is I'm taking better pictures and I'm figuring out how to make an Instagram reel where I put on and take off all the different colors of hats and there's music in the background. Um, that is a lot harder to figure out than it sounds. <laughs> it, well, it's harder to figure out in a way that doesn't make me look like a crazy person. How about that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Once I get it done, I, I hope it's okay. And if not, you know, please be gentle with the comments. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good idea. I also think you should um, be attaching all the hats you knit in Ravelry, but to increase the number of um, projects, even though they're your projects, they still count. And then that will bring them more to the top of searches. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'll do that. I've been adding the pictures like I have a pile of hats before I gifted them Uh last year. And, you know, I'll add that to my to my notebook listing of the project but I haven't uh-huh. been taking decent photos of me in it so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah I'll work yeah. on that but anyways that's what I'm working yeah. on what about you I am working on an old UFO of mine breathing space by Vera Vacamelli two reasons I'm knitting on this project is I'm using those <laughs> tiny knitting needles that's the point of this watch but also because what I've been doing is I finally sat down and I went through all of um, my unfinished objects that were piling up because back in 2020, I cast on something new every single Friday night. And I have ripped out 14 of those projects and I am now down to 23 left on the needles that are not finished. So I am now working on um, some of those older projects to... I want to say get them done, but let's be realistic. Let's get them farther along at least. So that has taken up quite a bit of my time. But this one I picked up to work on because it matches the theme of today's show. Do you have more or are you ready to go right into the theme? I'm ready to talk about these tiny needles. Okay, excellent. I will let you go first because you're the one that bought them. Okay, so... The reason I got them is I, a lot of times when I make a hat design, I'll have child and baby sizes, and those right away have to go on DPNs. There's too few stitches to fit on any of the needles that I own. I know technically I could do a magic loop, but I have never loved that process, and so I just do them on DPNs, and I thought these tiny needles might be a good fit for those smaller size with smaller numbers of stitches around and around in a circle. That was my first thought on these. And then recently I have remembered that I love boot cuffs. And Mm -hmm. while I was testing these tiny circular needles, I actually was working on a boot cuff. And those are also our smaller number of stitches around and around in the circle, depending on the pattern that you pick. And so I was using them for those. That's kind of why I decided it was a good idea. 
I do have a question for you about that. Yeah. Because you said that you needed it for um, baby sizes, which I totally believe as a designer, you have to fit like the sizes into a particular size chart. But I have never knit a baby hat that was smaller than 16 inches around. So what are the size for um, baby hats when you're designing a pattern? Well, I don't actually know off the top of my head because I always go look at my notes. I think normally what I do is I knit it at, uh, I almost always write my hats with cables in them. And so then that means that I almost always write them with negative ease because the cables stretch so much and I want the hats to be able to fit a relatively wide range of head sizes. So I think a lot of times for the babies, I'll go as low as uh, 14, 14, 14 and a half inches in circumference which is too few needle, too few stitches for me to comfortably work on a 16 inch. Okay. Okay. And that makes total sense. And I figured it was going to be something like that. And it also made me think about, you know, how come all my baby hats have fit, even though I've never done one smaller than 16 inches. Uh, actually, I have done two. There was um, a friend of a friend had preemie twins and those are the only hats I had to do on double-pointed needles. I went to the CDC size chart mm -hmm. to wonder, it's like, am I knitting these baby hats and they're not saying babies or what's going on here? And so I went to the CDC size chart and the 50 percentile, because I didn't want to do, you know, huge babies or tiny babies, the 50th percent they hit 16 inches at 2.5 months. So that means that I haven't been knitting newborn size and hats do need negative ease, but I do a wide brim in um, ribbing. So the brim stretches and then the rest of it doesn't. So that means my hats probably start really fitting and not falling off at three months. So I feel, I feel comfortable in that, but now I know if I ever need to make a newborn size, what's going on. Mm -hmm. Okay. Also, one more thing I would say, just talking about hat sizes, I'm always shocked. Um, I had, a for the longest time, my next-door neighbor had a daycare, and every so often I would say, hey, how do you feel about doing a head measurement today? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so she would measure different ages of kids. And I'm always shocked um, to see how quickly the head size grows, and then, and then, like, it'll even the really young people, it will jump up to 18, 19 inches. And then it doesn't change very much to adults. Like, do you know what your number of inches around for your head if you're making a hat for yourself is? I think mine's 22, 22 and a half. And that's really not very different from 18. I mean, granted, I have lots of long hair, but I'm always shocked mm -hmm. by how little difference there really is. Yeah, so my head is 22 inches around. I like my hats to be 20 inches around, uh, at least at the brim, because... I have very fine hair and I need the negative ease to keep them from flopping them off. And I appreciate the beanie style more than a floppy hat style. Mm -hmm. But yes, on that chart, I think that they get to, so 20 inches is in the 50 centimeter range. So when it comes to circumference, the 50 percentile has an adult sized head at 36 months which is uh, two and a half, but they reached, at that point, they're growing very, very slowly from age one to age two and a half. It's only going up like um, a fraction of a centimeter a month. They have reached 
19 inches by a year. And then, of course, there's the, the how I don't know a single child that was in the 50 percentile. So <laughs> everybody that um, in my friend group, they were at the top end or the bottom end. But that's there you go. So they pretty much have a, a quote unquote teen size when you're knitting hats in circumference by the time that they are one years old. Of course, they're not as deep. I have noticed that about the kids. I'm not knitting them as deep because their foreheads just aren't as tall yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I always include that. I have a, again, I don't know exactly what it is because I didn't realize we were going to be talking about hat sizes, but <laughs> I have a formula that I use that, you know, you know, it, knit until you're an inch short shy of this length for each of the different sizes because I almost always use the same decreases at the top of the hat that take about an inch to happen. Yep. Uh-huh. And the reason why the hat thing is you sent me these needles to test in the mail and you had mentioned this because you wanted to do baby hats on them. And I pulled them out and I was like, I am never going to knit a baby hat on these needles. So then I had to figure out the reason why. Okay, so I'm ready to move on to the hats because we're actually going to review the needles today. Why don't you say what needles we're reviewing? Okay, so uh, we each have a Knitter's Pride Zing, which is their nine inch metal tips and then a mm-hmm. knitter's pride dreams which is their 10 inch wooden tips and so these needles from tip to tip i didn't actually measure them but i'm sure they're close to the 10 inches like they say uh, for the wooden ones and then uh, nine inches tip to tip for the metal ones and i um, am holding them up to each other right now just mm-hmm. a tiny bit of the difference between the nine inch and the 10 inch of these circulars is the cord. The rest of it is the length of the actual tips, the needle part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Which one do you want to review first? Oh, uh, hold on. Let me pull up our show notes. We probably have to talk about the company and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, let's well, see well, what order we go into. While you're talking yes. about that, I was going to say like, I, they're beautiful. They're cute. They're really well made. They've got good flexible joints. They have nice tapers. As always, I'm a little bit picky about how sharp things are, but I think I'm in a minority of knitters on that. They work perfectly. They do exactly what they say they're going to do. And they're cute. Like they're small and they're pretty and they're cute. And I love mm-hmm. the company and their story because Knitter's Pride employs, I just did a copy paste from their website, but they employ and support like 1,700 more and more workers in Jaipur, India in an eco-compliant factory and campus. And like the commitment to their employees and the employee welfare is huge. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Almost every time that they'll show a picture of people behind the scenes, you can see who's making the needles and it's a lot of the workforce appears to be women and a lot of the, you know, the right age to be mothers of young people all the way through teens and even grandmas. And I just love it. I love being able to see the people and I like the idea of the company. Yep. What I did not know when I pulled up the website is that they are also supporting a school. I didn't know that either. So knitters pride commitment to education, the APNA school, and APNA is, the translation is ours, so it's our school. Mm-hmm. And they recognize that proper education is a pathway to a good future. So they created a privately funded school for children, young and adults, girls and boys from a number of communities outside of New Delhi are educated from primary through high school grades. 
is an equal education to provide our young girls and women in order to provide them with the same foundation for a good future. So that's directly from the Knitter's Prize website. Yeah, that's awesome. I didn't make it to the school part. I didn't see that, but yeah. Uh-huh. So um, which one do you want to review first? Let's talk about the metal zinc. Okay. okay. Excellent. So for these, uh, the tips on these are two inches. I measured them. Um, so the, the very end of the tip to the part where it joins to the cord is two inches. Mm -hmm. Okay. What did you want to talk about for these? As a rule, I do really enjoy the Zing needles. However, this particular pair, I found the cord to be too stiff with the short needles so that I could barely get them to reach around to be able to knit. Uh, I like I didn't have the needle movement that I need for my particular style of knitting. So I actually will not be using these because of the stiff cord, except for like, I figured they could be a really cute decoration or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're Thankfully, cute. the other needles I really like. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. What did you, what did you think about the zine? So I like them and they don't have the, the grading click. I didn't notice that at all that I sometimes mm -hmm. get with a metal needle. Like I'll start to feel that in my jaw eventually with a metal needle. And I didn't notice that with these at all. Uh, yeah, they're just, they're nice little needles. Um, now the others, the dreams, those are mm -hmm. 2.5 inches from the very tip of the needle to the, to where it joins with the cord. Yeah. So I found that tiny bit longer made them easier to hold. Although the way I knit, um, I pick and I really prefer longer needles because I lever with the back of my hand with every motion so that I get a lot of uh, lever action from the padding on the back of my hand. In this one, the needles are not that long. I have to just do everything with my fingertips. Mm -hmm. But the, they work. They work great. When I use them, the join is flexible enough. The cable is flexible enough that these I can actually use. Yeah. Um, so my final takeaway on them was like, I really wanted to love them. I, I have uh -huh. a good reason to use them and I, I thought this would make my life easier, but my fingers and wrists just won't get on board with loving them because I went and measured my other knitting needles that I use, my thick circulars. And from the end of the taper, the tip of the needle to where it joins to the cord, that is closer to four inches on most mm -hmm. of my needles. So that's, uh, it's between three and a half to four inches. So that's between double what the tiny ones are, or just an inch longer than what the tiny ones are, depending. And for some reason, that extra inch is what my wrists and fingers think I need to have, because my muscle memory says, wait, where's the back end? I can't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're great needles, and they're so cute. And I am going to keep trying with them because when I first learned how to knit, my fingers would just fumble too. It didn't feel right. I couldn't, mm -hmm. I didn't have the muscle memory. And so I think once I have the muscle memory for these shorter needles, I will really love them, but I don't have that muscle memory yet. And that brings up something that I wanted to talk about because I opened these and like right away, I was like, I am never going to knit hats on this. So then I started looking around for what would I use these for? Because I do believe everything out there has its use, that it's an improvement for something or else it wouldn't be on the market. So I finally found what they are good for. 
with uh, knitting sleeves of sweaters mm. when it's the sock weight yarn at a BK gauge. I really hate it once the, my sleeves are no longer 16 inches around because the double pointed needles just fall right out of the stitches because the um, you're knitting the yarn loosely and that means the stitches are loose and everything and it's always such a frustration. So this breathing space is not only sock weight yarn at a DK gauge, it is changing colors um, every two rows because it's striped. I'm holding it up. Uh-huh. And I put this in time out uh, two years ago because my double pointed needles, every time I picked it up, they would just fall right out of the project. It didn't matter if they, I used the grippiest needles I could. So it was a big tangled mess from my needles falling out in the project bag and it was terrible. So this is perfect for that because since they are circular needles, I just need to pull them tight and put the little caps on them and everything stays contained and nice. Actually knitting with the double pointed needles is faster and more comfortable. The losing the stitches all the time was frustrating and this takes care of that entirely. So I have an actual use for these needles and they're making my life easier on cool. this one particular project. Yeah, um, I will use them for baby hats because I, uh, even though I don't need them to be this tiny, I can easily scrunch more stitches on a needle than, mm -hmm. than need to be on there. It, more easy, it feels better to me than it does if they're too sparse on a needle. Like, could I make it work on a 16 inch? Probably, but do I want to? No. So I'm either mm -hmm. gonna end up mm -hmm. using these or DPN. Yeah, and I pull stitches out pretty wide all the time. I take forever to get down to the DPN. It's like when they physically can't squeak around the needle anymore. No, no, I don't like, I don't like doing it that way. So I, I always switch over way before that. Okay. I don't have anything else left for the needles. Do you? Yep. I'm good. Podcast announcements. Join the Geminet podcast group on Ravelry and follow us on Instagram at Geminet podcast. So that's entertainment. What do you have for this? Okay, I got one thing that I've been watching, and then I have one food thing. We watched The Nevers. Have you heard of that? It's a science fiction drama series. It's created by Joss Whedon like for HBO Max. Uh-huh. I have not heard of that. Okay. I think it actually went into bidding. There was a bidding war for it, and that's who got it. So uh, we've been watching it. He's, he's the guy that did Firefly and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The first season is 12 episodes long, and six of those have already been released and done, and then the next six are waiting until 2022, I think in part due to pandemic problems and everybody, mm -hmm. the whole, everything was shut down for a while. But it's fun. I, it's one of the best TV shows I've watched recently. There's, uh, it's set in Victorian England, and it follows a group of mostly women who are called the Touched, and it's there's... They all have abnormal abilities, and there's a mystery, like how does this happen and what's going on in a set in Victorian England, like I said. But the main character, Amalia True, well, the description calls her a mysterious and quick-witted, quick-fisted widow with lots of cussing and brutal fighting. And I'm like, yeah, that's uh -huh. her. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a pretty good TV series, and um, I'm really looking forward to seeing the next six episodes. So we watched... We watched them all pretty quickly with the younger teen because the older teen is busy all the time these days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was my one thing. And then you want to hear about my food thing? Okay, it's up to you. We are running out of time, though. But mine is mine is really fast. I'll do mine and then you can decide. All right, so uh, I've already talked about this one. It's the 
Prancing Pony Podcast. It's the podcast about the um, Tolkien book series, Lord of the Rings and things like that. The reason I'm bringing it up again is I was stopped in the wild and told by someone they thanked me for listing this podcast on our podcast because it is amazing. And I was like, yes, yes, it is. So <laughs> that was a feel good moment in all around, um, knowing that someone listens and that they appreciate and that they found something from this podcast. And I am still listening to it. The two guys that do the podcast, their voices are amazing and very soothing. I am getting an appreciation because they're talking about the history and J.R. Tolkien's life and things like that. Although I still don't particularly love the books, but I am most of the way through The Hobbit now. So they don't like The Hobbit as well themselves. So we will see um, what if I get more invested in the books rather than them just as people as time goes on. So that is the Prancing Pony podcast. Yeah, I, I agree. I like the books after The Hobbit much better than The Hobbit book. All right, mine's really quick. I found okay. a good recipe that I will share for Crock-Pot mac and cheese. I thought, ah, okay. Um, it's a great recipe. I think it wouldn't be too hard to take it to um, gluten-free the kind I made had gluten in it, but it, it was good and it's worth sending with a teen to an event, which I was shocked. I didn't know such a thing existed. So that's my food thing. Awesome. That actually sounds very delicious and very satisfying. Melted cheese. Mm. Okay. Let's go and wrap this up. Thank you for listening and catch us next time. Bye-bye.